Ow. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. If you take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Oh, I love that clip. Welcome to your Friday show. I'm so happy to have you listening in. You know, we're always, I hope every day we're learning something new about the world we live in. But today should be kind of a, an ultimate showdown red pill <laughs> show. And, uh, of course, you know I had to invite the great Rebecca Roth on, uh, author of all of the 9-11 books. 9-11, the anniversary is upon us again, I think, what, 22 years now? And I can't believe it's been that long. Welcome, Rebecca. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Yeah, I I'm it's it's such a somber thing to look back on. It's such a harrowing thing. And there are so many lies about it. And Rebecca's books really had an impact on um, tying tying ends together and understanding things in a completely different way for me. And that's why uh, Rebecca, I, I, I usually have Rebecca on uh, during this time, 9-11. Why, why do I do that? Because <laughs> there are a lot of reasons. But let me just say that what you hear in the next two hours is not anything you're going to hear out there on any conservative talk show or liberal talk show. Because Rebecca's take on 9-11 is so very unique that most people won't have her on their shows. Okay. And I feel like you can go here. If you want to go hear the narrative, you can go turn me off right now and go hear any other station, not trying to be brutally mean, but just go hear what you want to hear that makes you feel soft and cozy or the story that they have paraded around in the media. If you are interested in, in, in tying loose ends up and saying, gosh, that never made sense. That never made sense. Why was that? Then listen to the next two hours with an open mind, please. We're going to go over some of the stuff um, in the past um, so that we can kind of catch people up to speed that are new to the show, but we're also going to be, uh, Rebecca's also bringing a lot of new things to the table too, to help us get even more red pilled on this event 22 years later. Uh, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you on. Where do you want to start, Rebecca? Because I think people need to understand that you have a series of books. Will you talk about this series of books and then what got you started into this series? Sure. I never wanted to write a book and I never thought once <laughs> the I reluctant one, author, everybody would read it. Right. But, um, well, it's really kind of interesting. I, um, by chance, I, after, let's see, I stopped flying, um, I don't know, about five years after I stopped flying, which was a few years after 9-11. You served, you, you flew 30 years as a flight attendant in purser. 30 plus. 30 plus, yeah. yeah. And so I I didn't look at 9-11. It didn't make any sense mm -hmm. while I was doing it, but I didn't do it until I was out of there. And I got to kind of looking online at some point and um, I thought well that doesn't the, I was reading Betty Ong's uh, original I should say because I've actually found three FBI 302s of a four-minute taped conversation so you wouldn't think it changed but it did a lot really now Betty Ong was the flight attendant 
Yeah, on flight mm-hmm. 11, the first flight out of Boston went into the North Tower, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's really odd. And I started kind of looking at some stuff online. And then I ran into a guy who I built into a character. Mm-hmm. And so the novels are based on true people and true stories. Okay. Um, but but I in just fiction, thought, so that you yeah. could actually put it out there. Yeah. Okay. And so I just thought the stuff that I that I found, I just thought, well, they'll kill me if I put this out there. So I decided to write it in novels. It's easier for people to digest this. So I suggest mm-hmm. people if they haven't read them, read them first. They're riveting. <laughs> I couldn't even put them down. I'm serious. They're that uh, riveting. So well, that is, you know, that's the coolest thing because I I'm not I was a science major. I wasn't an English major. So oh, you uh, did great. I mean, to be able to t- hear people say I could not put these down. Yeah, I, I couldn't. The oh first three gosh. books or the first five books, whatever, uh, over a weekend, a lot of people get, get in touch with me that they just, they have, and that's a compliment so big, you have no idea, because well, after all, this wasn't my forte. Can you tell people the book titles, just real quick? Yeah, the first book came out in 2014, uh, and it was called Methodical Illusion. Mm-hmm. The second book came out in 2015, not bad for a non-author, yeah, Methodical Deception. Mm-hmm. The third book I wrote uh, in 20 months, I wrote three novels that, that came out as a methodical conclusion. Mm-hmm. It's a gold cover and gold for a reason. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, talk about fourth, that. Mm-hmm. The fourth book, Methodical Exposure. And the fifth book, the fifth, fifth novel, Methodical Agenda. I don't have a working title yet for the nonfiction, but it's... It's going to be a bombshell. I have a pretty good <laughs> idea. Wait. There's but a new one. Mm-hmm. It's like I want to throw a grenade and then run the other direction. Right. Oh what I'm gosh. doing is getting all my notes, mm-hmm. everything that I found. And mm-hmm. um, at some point I realized the government was changing the story. So I had to start printing stuff out right. because the Internet is being constantly being um uh, censored, not just us, but even the internet is being censored. So, yeah. And the story is, is changed like cell phones, not working uh, on the ground or uh, in the air. They didn't work in the air in 2001. They were analog, ran off a tower. So when I started to see these stories, when I started looking at what's like, wait a minute now, yeah. <laughs> flight attendants, when we started getting our cell phones too, we were being just the airplane itself, the aluminum and all the wiring and all the radar and stuff at the airport. We couldn't even get reception in 2001. Yeah, so you couldn't have had a phone call in the air that was uninterrupted that lasted as long as these calls did. Yeah, and no one way. of the mm-hmm. one of the recipients of a call was a Delta flight attendant. Mm-hmm. Tom Burnett was her husband, and when her caller ID at home, remember we used to have caller ID yes. on our phone, yes, and um, it said Tom Cell. And she was a flight attendant, so she knew he couldn't be calling from the air. And mm-hmm. when he said, I'm calling you from the, I'm up in the air, mm-hmm. <laughs> or we've been hijacked, she's like, no, you aren't. You're kidding. You're joking, right? Right. Because she knew better. And um, so anyway, I started to see these things. And <laughs> this is kind of really, really weird, but this is this was like God came in with a baseball bat on my head, right? Mm-hmm. I uh, was uh, renting a, a place, uh, kind of a timeshare kind of place, and I was leaving it, moving on, mm-hmm. on a vacation, mm-hmm. going to my next sta- stop. Mm-hmm. And the person that was going to rent it after me was one of the people in that lineup of people on the Pentagon lawn on 9-11. Wow. And we just started talking. He was uh, originally from Louisiana or someplace, real friendly. And of course, mm-hmm. I was flight attendant forever. So Yeah, sure. <laughs> 
So I can make friends with the person in the grocery store. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so like my new best friend. Love it. And so we started talking and uh, it was kind of like lunchtime and he had to wait for somebody to come in and clean it. So we started talking and uh, he said, oh, you, you were a flight attendant. You know, I was at the Pentagon on 9-11 and that started it. Whoa. And I'm like, no. I, I was just like, God just took a baseball bat right on the right. top of my head. It was like, okay, pay attention here. And he was a, I turned him into a guy named Gary Gill in the book, mm-hmm. uh, in Methodical Illusion. And he was, um, he was one of the guys that was at Tora Bora that had Osama bin Laden in their sights and the higher ups in Washington, as high as it goes, mm-hmm. I would say that means the White House would not allow them to kill Osama bin Laden. And I went, well, why did they want to keep him alive? And then I realized later on they needed a boogeyman. Right. And right. so it's kind of interesting. And so he told me that I, I remember seeing that picture of all these guys lined up, Donald Rumsfeld, the secretary of defense was out there, one of them. And, uh, they, it looked like they were looking for a contact lens. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's not an airplane crash site. You don't look for, yes, that's <laughs> ridiculous. Grass. I said, well, let me just ask you this. And he said, no. And I said, so there was no 757 there was there. And he said, no, there was not. And so at that time, I didn't know what had happened, but I knew there was no plane there for right. a fact. Right. So after a couple of beers, he told some incredible stories. This guy had been uh, 27 years in the military, part of Black Hawk Down. Mm-hmm. That plays into this whole story in my next book, too. Uh, just everybody connects like a big spider web. It, it's unbelievable. Yep, I believe it just because that's how it always is down yeah, this rabbit hole. It's Robert Mueller, it's James Mm -hmm. Comey, it's the FBI, the CIA, everything connects. And everything connects to them trying to destroy Trump and try to claim he's a Russian agent. They're all the same people. I'm like, my God, this is nuts. So anyway, I decided, well, the truth has to come out, so I'm going to write a nonfiction next. But as that happened... Um, and I, I, then I went on and I started really looking at this and pulling mm-hmm. off, uh, government data. Cause after, by this time it was like 2010 ish, maybe mm-hmm. nine, 10, somewhere in there. And so I started really researching then. And then I thought, well, I, I can't, uh, <laughs> Then, then one day I said, wait a minute now, I'm just going to go on one thing that I know. The phone calls had to been made from the ground. It was impossible. Right. And so many of them, they claim almost every call from flight 93, the last uh, flight into Shanksville, uh, was a self call. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that Dina Burnett, the wife of Tom Burnett, the FBI came to her house immediately and they told her he did not call you from a cell phone. She said, it's on my caller ID. Wow. And they took it. They started taking evidence. And so then I started, I thought, okay, there's something really wrong with this story. Right. And the hijackers weren't dead. Yeah. And the hijackers, that ends up being a different story, but very, I've been into this for like 10 years now. So Mm -hmm. eventually I found a very dear friend of mine that was shown the real passenger manifest and there were no Arabs. And what happens with, in a situation like that, because we're all an airline family, doesn't matter mm-hmm. what airline it is, we're all like brothers and sisters. And um, so once I realized that, then I knew that was near uh, right. near the in, uh, so fourth and fifth book that I, I was sure of that. Yes, that the because flight the manifests were, were um, changed, right? And there was no Arabs on those flight yeah. manifests for those flights. And originally, this is very fascinating. Originally, the FBI came out and said, we've got the manifests and these are the people. And they named four, Mohammed Atta and four other people from flight 11, that first flight, mm-hmm. 
they changed all other four because they were either dead from a previous airplane crash or alive. So they weren't on the manifest. They lied about it. And it took a day or two before they came up. And then they came up with the rest of the names. And those people are all still alive after 9-11. As far as I know, they may still be alive. Several of them, Walid uh, and Whale al-Shirhi, were our Saudi Arabian commercial pilots. Jeez. And so the guy that you ran into from the Pentagon, um, has he been able to voice that to many people? Are, because a lot of people wonder, you know, why isn't everyone talking? Why aren't, why aren't all these people that were on site? Or why are we not hearing? But we kind of are hearing <laughs> their yeah. accounts, right? Yeah. Well, uh, what happened after my first book came out, three months later, I got invited on Coast to Coast AM. And then I started hearing from eyewitnesses that saw the planes land at Westover Air Force Base. It was a reserve base that had been evacuated. One of those was a uh, ex-former FBI agent herself. (laughs) Okay, so uh, two of them were, one was a woman that was dropping her kids off at school at a private school. Mm-hmm. So she was at an intersection. I knew, I mean, she knew exactly where it was and we figured it out. And the other lady was on her way to a doctor's appointment, stepped out of her house and she saw United 175 so close to the ground that she thought it was going to crash. And she was so panicked, but she had to go to this doctor appointment the other direction. <laughs> when she came back, she found out that all this stuff had happened in New York. She says, no way did that plane make it to New York. Wow. And so, so she heard it on Coast to Coast, and then mm-hmm. she contacted me, and um, okay. she actually wrote me a notarized statement, a declaration of that. We're going to come right back more with Rebecca Roth. You're going to want to hang out for this. We're going to talk about more details, all kinds of things that you need to know. Let's get red pill just a little bit more today. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. And my guest is Rebecca Roth, the author. You've heard it before. People generally spend more time planning. Out- hey, everybody. You've heard me talking about gold-backed IRAs. This is huge, important for you to know about. That's why I'm telling you about it. Get a free info kit on gold IRAs uh, backed by this precious metal and decide for yourself if a tax-sheltered retirement account backed by physical precious metals is right for you. Text the number 989898. And text the word Kate, okay? That goes in the message part of it, all right? Um, but the phone number is 989-898. There's a monumental shift happening among the nations that control one-third of the world's G- GDP right now. And it kicks off August 22nd. It's coming up. Arm yourself with the information to protect your retirement savings. And you can text the number 989898 and claim your free kit. This is coming from Birch Gold. And as you know, there's an economic war against the U.S. and its dollar, right? So huge shifts are happening right now. And I'm working with this trusted partner, Birch Gold Group. I've never talked about who I trust as far as who I trust as far as financial groups on the air before, but I'm letting you know that I trust these guys. Talk to them about your situation. More and more people are asking me about this, so I thought I would let you know. Gold-backed IRAs could relieve a lot of stress for you and do something like this while you still can. Text the number 989898 and put my name Kate in the message. They'll 
All right, my favorite listeners. <laughs> Listen, I've been talking about Jace Medical, J-A-S-E Medical.com. And the reason is, is because when they first came out, I did a big story on them because I loved what they were doing and found such a need for it. And what happened over in Maui should be really a story that should tell all of us, you better have stuff on hand. You might have a friend that needs it or a relative that needs it, or you might need it. But right now is the perfect time to go to jacemedical.com and they actually have physicians that can meet with you from your home. So you can fill out a a form or you can uh, do a quick telemedicine call. It's so easy right now to do this, but they've got the doctors all set up to do it and uh, to help you to have these things in your arsenal with shortages, with all kinds of things. You never know what's going to happen. And so I tell people all the time, be prepared. Well, this is one of the ways you're prepared. Get your medications ahead. Make sure you have ample supply under your roof. And then also um, make sure that you have antibiotics, things that will help in a pinch. One customer was saying, hey, you know, I had a sinus infection. My doctor was out of town and it just so happened I had gone through this whole thing with Jace Medical to make sure I have prescriptions ahead and voila, had the medication right there. And uh, those are the kind of godsend moments, you know what I mean? Uh, those little things. And so make sure that, you, that you've that you got this. And of course, um, there's a lot of things that can happen, disasters, natural disasters. I think we're going to see more of those. Make sure you've got a way to help others, help yourself. No matter what happens, you're ready to go. And so you go online, you fill out a form, and then you get a prescription, life-saving medications right to your door. Isn't that nice. It's like peace of mind. I love Jace Medical for this reason, and I love that they have done this and made this their mission. Go to jacemedical.com. It's J-A-S-E. J-A-S-E. So jacemedical.com, and then enter code Kate, my name, at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Kate, okay? And you'll get some savings there, and I, I just love that they're doing this. You need to do this. I know you probably have stored food. You have some of the things that you need in that way, but do you have meds ahead? Things that you're taking right now? Do you have extra and then also antibiotics, things like that? This is the place to do it, jacemedical.com. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. I have Rebecca Roth on. She's amazing. Uh, we'll get right to her in just a second. I just wanted to mention Birch Gold. This is the place I buy my gold and silver. People ask me off the air all the time. I don't know why it's always off the air, but it always, <laughs> it's just always in private conversations that I have with people and they're like, what do you do? What are you going to do? You know, what, what's going on with you? Um, and so I buy gold and silver from Birch Gold and also they are fantastic at helping you understand because they're pretty red pilled. So they understand what's coming and what to look for more, most importantly. This is why Ron Paul goes to them too. Okay. Um, so please text Birch Gold 989898. That's the phone number. Text my name, Kate, and get the info so you can peruse the info. Okay. There's info on where to put your money that's safer than where you might have your money. And also, there's ways to get $10,000 worth of uh, gold and silver. So there's so many things that you need to understand with, with just. Go to Birch, go to Birch Gold. I love this company. They've been around a long time and they have great rating and people love them, just like Ron Paul, because he uses them personally. So um, you'll love them. 989898, text the name Kate, okay? They're doing, the money changers are doing so many things right now that we need to understand. And uh, do it while you can, while we have options to move things around. And I say that 
And I really mean that statement. Okay. Um, all right, Rebecca, a lot of people ask me, what about this place where they landed, like went up in the air and then landed uh, instead of going into the towers so that those calls could have been made. Tell me a little bit more about Westfield or Westover. Yeah, Westover, mm-hmm. it's on in Western Massachusetts. And how I found it was I realized that all these aircraft, uh, they were loaded up with pretty pretty full loads of fuel, not completely, but mm-hmm. to go coast to coast, you, you're pretty heavy on fuel. They, that the 767 needs about a 10,000 foot runway. So when I started to see all this weird stuff with the cell phone calls, I was like, they had to be on the ground to make these calls. Sure. And so I went on Google Earth, believe it or not, I just went online and went to Google Earth and I had flown out of Boston. So I had a pretty good idea of the normal flight path. Mm-hmm. And I found Westover Air Force Base. And it was a reserve base for the uh, a huge aircraft, bigger than the 747, called the Galaxy C-5. And this is kind of interesting. They needed a really long runway for this airplane because they're loaded up with, you know, uh, mm-hmm. all kinds of tanks and all kinds of heavy equipment and stuff. So I found the runway. And then what I did was I went, well, they could have landed there, but there was no other place. Mm-hmm. Then what I did, I found this, uh, I do this, uh, I wrote the, wrote this whole scenario up as Vera and Jim, the characters, in Methodical Illusion, the very first book, and walk you right through it. That's an actual website called airplanemanager.com, mm-hmm. and you can go to the calculator and go from uh, Boston BOS to Air, uh, Westover is CEF, okay. Charlie uh, Elephant Frank. Okay. And uh, you can see how long it takes or if there's any flights or whatever, but you get an idea. Or you can watch on Flight Radar 24. I did a lot of that too. Watch airplanes taking off, see how long it takes them. The first phone call was made roughly 18 minutes after Boston departure. So I had that to go on. Mm -hmm. The second uh, airplane took a little bit longer because that's when that lady saw it and it went on a a southerly flight plan. It had to loop around. Then what I did was I said, well, let's punch in this if Washington, D.C. and and, uh, Newark work. And the minute those phone calls were made, those planes were on the ground. And I literally made yep. me sick. I and went, oh. you learned that, that it had been evacuated, right? Several yes. days before. Later on, after I was on coast to coast, I heard from uh, half a dozen people that had been based there mm-hmm. or were reserved there or were called up that day. Not only had the base been evacuated, but also th- when they were called up and activated after the second uh, tower was hit, the reserve unit was called up. They were not allowed on the base. They were put up in hotels for about three days. <laughs> not even just, a janitor was allowed on the base and no one could figure out why. Yeah. They got rid of everybody. Yeah. So um, there was somebody on that base yep, for sure. Yeah. There was stuff going we're on. We're going to be right back more with Rebecca Roth, getting everybody up to speed. Uh, we'll go into some new stuff too. So many, so many layers of this, you guys, from 9-11. You've got to understand what really happened on 9-11. Be right back. Pete Daly Show. Thanks for listening to The Kate Daly Show. All opinions expressed by the program participants. Thanks, you guys. Get you the info right away.